Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. All right, so we're going to kick off this hour uh, with a very international kind of flavor. Uh, I got Hannes from Scuba Jet. He is with us live from Austria right now. Hannes, how you been, buddy? It's been too long. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me again, Greg. So all is good. Yeah. Now, just for the so, record, Hannes wasn't over here in the U.S. because last time we did speak to him, he was here in Florida in our backyard, uh, and he didn't hop in the ocean with his scuba jet and cruise across the pond back to Austria. He he actually he flew. Just for the record, right? Just for the record, but even I though could you could have probably you could have done a scuba jet and got there just about as fast. <laughs> that is almost true, yeah. But, you know, I took the scuba jet with me because we have our fly-compatible uh, uh, batteries there, so I was able right. to take it with me. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that one of the big fun. problems that uh, you have with underwater scooters these days. Uh, the battery technology, there's some huge uh, problems traveling with them. I mean, this applies to photo equipment, too. So there's limits on the size of the lithium batteries that you can take on an aircraft, and uh, ScubaJet has come up with a solution with their uh, particular model that, uh, you know, that you, basically you can, I don't know, put two of them together to make them bigger. And uh, that way you can still get that longer battery life, but not have the issues of traveling uh, in an aircraft, right? Correct. Yeah, and that's super neat. And uh, we have tested it with many airlines on different airports, and uh, it's approved by everybody. Uh, and uh, it's a pretty neat solution. It Absolutely. is. Yeah, they just and they can uh, actually click stack together. Up, up to four. Uh, oh, you can do the four of them. My gosh, yeah. I, you know, I I thought the Hickory Farm smoked sausage size scuba jet was bad. If you did four of those, is it literally uh, that long? Like we're talking like a yard or longer? Yeah, it's almost a yard long. Wow. I would say, yeah, so that would that be helps the football players as well to you know to measure. Yeah. Okay, exactly. You know, everybody, you know, size matters, I guess, you know. But uh but That's it definitely say at least, yeah. <laughs> it definitely makes a difference though on the battery life. But honestly, the the you know, the single, the smallest size scuba jet, you know, when CJ and I were out at Lauderdale by the sea cruising around with these things, the power was uh, impressive and the battery life with just one of the batteries in there lasted more than you could probably dive, you know, uh, on one one dive on one tank at uh, thirty feet, we we could have went on forever. It seemed like it didn't it didn't even remotely start to run out of juice. Is my point. But you know they got plenty of capability uh, if you want to go a little bit longer and get an extra battery, two, three, evidently as many as four. 
which is uh, pretty wild. I guess that's where we get into a, maybe a, like a cave situation or something where you really yeah, needed. Diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needed a real, real. Well, you know, well, you wanted to cruise across the pond underwater on your scuba jet. <laughs> Then yeah. you definitely should go for the yeah, four way. Yeah, you want the four, four way one. Yeah. Yeah. And but, probably also have a stand up battle or something with you just to hold on a little then, bit. Yeah, you know? to mix it up. Yeah, you know, that's the cool yeah. thing, too, about the scuba jets. Check it out, scubajet.com. But, you know, we, we've talked about these things the last uh, couple months on the show. And what is really cool about them is, yeah, they're some of the best underwater scooters on the market today, if not the best, but they're modular. So you've made these not only with the battery adaptation to make them easier to fly with and, and the fact that they are so compact and will fit in your dive gear if you just take them apart, just a couple of little screws, and you can sit in your dive bag and you wouldn't even notice you had anything extra in there. But they're, they're modular in that they, you have these mounting systems for stand-up paddle boards, right? Correct, yes. And, and, and they just mount with a little bracket and you put that on the bottom of the board and it clicks in and they're good to go and it has a little... I don't know, like a wristwatch type of controller that you would do from the service. Is that is that right? That is right. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a wireless control, um, and uh, we have a scuba jet dashboard on there, which we also use for the dive controller. And you will get a lot of different information there, so like speed, uh, temperature, battery life, um, and then also within the scuba jets, uh, we have built in an almost infinite speed control, which means that you can go in two to four percent steps up to uh, from zero to a hundred percent which gives you a very good control about the speed uh, of the scuba jet which really helps underwater for for example uh, photographers video uh, for video if you want to take video because it's a uh, super uh, sleek and super nice and smooth when you go through the water right but it also helps you on it just helps you on many levels pedal, yeah or even on a kayak or a canoe and mm-hmm. I'm pretty much absolutely yeah i mean uh, the good thing is as well that, uh, I mean, you can put the squidget almost on any watercraft, right? Uh, because once you've found a, a way how to mount it, or if it has a standard fin box on it, you can mount it pretty much in any watercraft you think can think of. Yeah, and the controller, uh, like you said, for the standout paddleboard would be similar for the kayak system because it, it just connects via Bluetooth, right? Correct. So yeah, the watch the ex- controller. It's the exact same yeah. controller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, as far as the power settings, like you were saying, uh, Dr. Doug Ebersol, he was, he used his scuba jet or borrowed mine, I should say, and he flipped it around and used it to blow away sand to find buried treasure. Well, or in his case, uh, Megalodon shark teeth. Uh, I like the yeah. idea of using it to get treasure. But, but the thing he found, you know, this is a common uh, technique to use scooters to blow sand away to try to find artifacts and things like that. And, and one of the problems he had had with various dive scooters in the past is that you have, you know, one or two settings for power, you know, fast, medium, you know, or, uh, or low, maybe if you're lucky. And uh, sometimes those settings aren't variable enough to make them usable in that sense. And he was able to dial in the power of his scuba jet to give him just enough juice to blow away the top layer of sand and not just blow crap everywhere and ruin visibility. And he said it was so amazing because you could just set it from 5% power to 99 to 100% power and all uh, areas in between. 
Correct. And that helps in a lot of different levels, including it doesn't blow you out of the water yourself. Either, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's a lot of fun, too, to just blow. Yeah, that's a lot of fun, too. I mean, yeah, you, if you, you can to, turn you them can into toys. It, right? Yeah, you do yeah, it to your buddy, exactly. you know, blow them away <laughs> when they're annoying you and, and stuff. But yeah, you know, and the thing is, it uses this impeller type technology, sucks the water in, just blows it out the back. It's uh, pretty cool. Pretty safe, too, in that regard. You know, there's not really a lot of moving parts or anything that you get caught in, on top of the fact that it's so small and compact. It's also safe for the marine life, which is very important to us, too. And it has this little light built into the, you know, front thing. It has the GoPro mounts on it, machined times 10. I don't know if that's the German or Austrian, you know, technology that kind of went into this thing, but it is an impressive piece of machinery. It'll impress your (laughs) guy friends. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, we are very proud, first of all, also that we uh, construct all of that in Austria and Germany. And I mean, there was a lot of thought put into that. I mean, it's already a version two of our product. So we had the opportunity to learn a lot from version one, right? To iron out all the bugs uh, right. which were in version one. And uh, now it's a very, very sturdy product we're using marine grade material. It's all built of aluminum. So it's really, really very sturdy built. Uh, and then on top of that, we also added this universal rail where you can add any type of accessory i mean that can start from a compass for the dive guys or um, any type of camera mount uh, so that starts from a gopro mount but not only that you can also mount any type of underwater camera on there even 360 cameras and so on and so forth or additional lighting mm-hmm. or a harness uh, attachment or whatever you want to put on the on the chat at the end of the day yeah, yeah. It, it's really been uh well thought out for sure and uh and like i said it's an impressive piece of machinery and very versatile for sure and uh you know the thing is i can't wait to really put these things to the test uh at Bugfest in Lauderdale at uh you know at the end of July because you know one of the things that uh is that goes into catching lobster Hannes I don't know if you've ever done this is just finding those little critters you know do they have mm-hmm. lobster there in uh in Austria or, or no no there are no lobsters out here okay no. so you got to come to Florida but I will tell you you know when you go diving and you're looking for lobster 99% of limiting out and getting all the lobster that you're legally allowed to get is just finding these little buggers and uh mm-hmm. and, and if you have one of these scuba jets you can cover a lot of real estate cover more ground find out where they're hiding and then uh, get a better shot at them you know what i mean yeah and what i understand what i understand they're also hiding underneath the like rocks and stuff like that yeah right? under so the ledges you know they're trying to yeah. hide from the lobster slayer but the lobster slayer has a secret weapon this year called the scuba jet and he's going to use light. it to his full <laughs> advantage this year that'd be me by the way honest if you didn't figure that yeah. out Okay. That sounds perfect. Scubajet.com. Check them out. And Hannes, always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. 
Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explore Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explore Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explore Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explore Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explore Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Save us St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks. New destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explore Ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Tarek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater, dive computers for demanding divers. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Hi, my name is Alexa from South Wales. Well, okay. If you like going down like me, then here's the man to see. Greg the Dive Master on Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Every time I get high, you want to This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Uh, I am Greg the Dive Master. I told you at the beginning we were going to catch up with a lot of friends that we haven't heard from for a while for whatever reason. You know, everybody's doing their own thing. Sometimes they kind of drift away and work on other projects. So it's time to catch up with one of my favorite friends. We have a lot of things in common, some things we'd prefer not to have in common, like open-art surgery. But I digress. He's still a good friend, and he also happens to be a... That'd be Eric Douglas, yeah, the paperback writer or hard copy writer. I don't know. He just writes all kinds of crazy stuff. Mike's got uh, novels, you name it. He's done it, and he's with us on Scuba Radio. Eric, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. Just uh, kicking back and enjoying the afternoon. I love it. You know, I, I can see him on the closed caption video. Uh, today you're kicking back in your backyard i see some uh smoke uh coming in front of your screen every now and then enjoying a cigar even though you know that open art surgery stuff uh it's all about moderation right we can still have these every now and then you can still have one every now and then yeah and it's you just don't just don't smoke four a day and you don't power smoke them You, you just every once in a while to to relax and kick back it's 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 all right some people it's ice cream some people it's booze and other people exactly. it's a, an occasional cigar 
you know, you'd be stunned to know how little I drink anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, hey. I, I, I mean, I still officially drink. I just don't bother. You know, it's, it's just not my issue anymore. He's high on life. That's I'm what it is. Life. You know, that, that that's all good. That, that's just fine. Uh, but, but you're keeping busy, obviously. I mean, you took a full-time gig up there in your neck of the woods for the local, what, PBS station or something? Or? Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, my degrees in journalism, I started out. As a as a journalist, uh, as a newspaper writer and a reporter, and, uh, and and if you've ever wondered why Mike Scott, the the main character in all my books, is a is a photojournalist, that's why. That's uh-huh. that's the world I knew before I got into into diving. And so, yeah, about uh, five months ago, six months ago, now I I went back to work full time as the assistant news director for for the the radio and. Uh, TV public broadcasting affiliate here in West Virginia. Nice. And it's been a fun gig. Um, you know, it's, it's a full-time job, so, mm-hmm. eh, but, uh, yeah. it, it's still, yeah, you know, got to be careful about that four letter word work, you know, it, but you know, it, it's infringed frankly on my fun time, but that, that's kind of the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you got to make, uh, you know, you got to make sacrifices to pay, uh, pay the bills and, and give you time to be able to do your favorite things like writing books and, and scuba diving every now and exactly. then. So yeah, I got to, uh, I got to pay for gear somehow. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, books by Eric.com, by the way, is, uh, Eric's website that you can go to and purchase all those books about Mike Scott. Uh, and it hadn't held you back as far as working on the latest novel. You got another one in the works as we speak. I got another one in the works as we speak. This will be the 11th story in the, in the Mike Scott series. There was, there's eight novels and two novellas, but uh, this will be the 11th story. Uh, this one's all over the place, but mostly set around uh, off the coast of Mexico. Actually, it's almost entirely on board boats. Uh, mm. And, and there, he's, he's hunting for a shipwreck. His girlfriend, Frankie, has been kidnapped. It's all kinds of stuff going on. I love it. And, you know, we, uh, you know, people ask you all the time, where do you get inspiration for your stories? I mean, I know I've asked them, <laughs> so I'm guessing I'm not the only one. And, you know, we just had Hannes on from Scuba Jet, and uh, one of the inspirations for Eric's novels in the past has been Scuba Radio, and evidently it might, it might be happening as we speak. Is that the case? That is the case. Actually, I'm, that's literally what I'm writing right now. I, I first heard about Scuba Jet on scuba radio oh there you go so so you can safely say that scuba radio is one of my principal inspirations or it's our fault (laughs) or it's your fault (laughs) one of the two Uh, but yeah no i first heard about scuba jet you guys talking about scuba radio did you hear that yeah was that was that a frog i hope that (laughs) That was was a frog (laughs) i was was like hey you better you better slow down on sucking down on that cigar you're you're taking in too whoa hey eric what the hell what? that's a frog okay um, that's that's what he said all right <laughs> that's my story and i'm sticking to it but um yeah you know, first heard about scuba jet you guys talking about having having used them and i thought you know that that sounds like a you know we, i've I, we've all made dpv dives and that kind of stuff but yeah. these sounded really cool they're fast they're small they're very james bond they're very james yeah. bond and mm-hmm. and mike needs to do a special dive where he's got to stand or water for a couple miles uh, you know, he's going to go save Frankie from where she's been kidnapped. And, uh, I thought that's the perfect, uh, perfect tool for him to use. So, oh yeah. So yeah. I've you, written them, written them into my next book. I love it. You know, you know, you can put, uh, you know, four of the batteries in series. We just found out in the things like a, you know, a yard long 
as CJ would call that, that would be the scuba jet uh, home wrecker version. Um, and uh, you have to work that one into the story somehow. Yeah, I'll have to figure out if, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I can work that line in there. Yeah. <laughs> you're just talking about it so long it's expensive that your spouse might get upset if you purchase that, right? Yes, of course. That's what I'm talking about. That's the implication. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know that that's that's cool. I mean, it, uh, you know, he's written ac- actually a couple of the stories, Lionfish and uh, the Withrow Key series one that actually features yep, yep. a lot of the people that we have on Scuba Radio, and uh, yep. one of them actually, you know, my mom uh, called me after one of the books he wrote. And she started reading this book that she knew I was mentioned in. And after she yeah, that, read... That was Lionfish. That was Lionfish. Yeah. That was the one uh, that, that I, you know, you read the first section and you go, gosh, it's Greg the Dive Master guy. He's a real ass. And and she stopped reading it. Because <laughs> she was like, gosh, my son is not that bad. And I had to explain to her. He's got like, problems, but he's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. I was like, mom, it's going it's to change. It's, it'll get better. Yeah, and then she finished. Yeah, you got to stick through through the first third or so of the the story, and and then it then then it all becomes clear. Yeah. Well, most people that don't know me, I'm going. Well, yeah, that kind of sounds like Greg. And then I, I've heard that about him. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, you have to read the story. It's pretty uh, pretty comical and uh, very entertaining, regardless of the fact that he mentions uh, you know a character like me. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, it, it's good stuff. Booksbyeric.com. Uh, you got any plans to get out there on the water? Or are you just kind of working too much at the moment? You know, Noel, uh, local right now. Um, I have to tell you the, the story. You know, I've been diving. I was first certified in 1990, and I still was using a wetsuit that I purchased in 1991, 92, something like you that. You can still fit in it? I can still fit in it. How about I, you that? know, it might have taken a few extra minutes for me to, to pull it in place. Yeah. Which is relevant to the story because the last two dives I did last fall in the local lake, I broke the zipper. He so, broke the zipper. Okay, hold on. We got to pick this up on the other side. It sounds like this could get very ugly. <laughs> so that means we want to talk more about it with Eric Tuglas. Exactly. And that's coming up next. Stay close. Scuba Radio. Scuba. Scuba Radio. People, let me tell you about a friend I know He's got the world's first scuba diving radio show So now everywhere I Everywhere I go, the first thing that I tune to is Scuba Radio. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Eric Douglas is with me right now, old friend, dive buddy. Just uh, We have so much uh, fun when we get to hang together. I haven't done it lately, but uh, we'll change that. But it sounds like Eric needs a new wetsuit because he busted his uh, zipper on his wetsuit. Right? What, what happened now? What'd you do? Yeah, so yeah, I showed up the up the local egg doing a last dive of the season with with my buddy, and yeah. uh, just blew out the zipper in a thirty year old wetsuit. Hmm. But it was kind of my lake suit, you know. It was the one I. It was a three mil two piece that I always wore up the lake. Yeah. So I'm I, I have a new wetsuit coming. Okay. As, All right. And it's yeah. I, I reached out to a, a buddy of mine. 
who has a dive shop up in Michigan, actually. And uh, uh, Rich Senewick, uh, reached out to him, and and he's shipping me a new wetsuit to uh, for for the lake. And soon, as soon as it arrives, I'll be be uh, in the water blowing bubbles again. Okay. Well, what happened when you had the blowout? Were people watching and going, "Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no"? You know, uh, and and frankly, what I did is I pulled on my BC and uh, and just strapped it down a little tighter and held the wetsuit in place with it and. I got a little cooler than I normally would have. Okay. Um, you just had an open front. I see. And people are like, gosh, that's kind of ballsy. Like, oh, he's showing off his chest hair. What the hell's wrong with that exactly. guy? Exactly. You know, just being manly. <laughs> uh, you know, we wanted to show off and show off my scar. Uh, okay. You know. Well, there's that. Yes. We have those now. Like, I don't need a zipper on my wetsuit. I got one right here in my chest. Look at this. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, gross. Yeah. Only, only the best uh, uh, for us. Uh, for us yeah exactly yeah all right see we have that in common we both uh, had open heart surgery but we survived it and we are diving today so We're back to back to diving uh, uh so life and, is you know good what? and actually that's an important thing a lot of divers face that kind of stuff and you and i are both testaments to you can get back to diving that's right if we survived it we got through it you can get through it too there you go that's a good message any way you look at it Books by Eric.com. Eric, always a pleasure, my friend. Good to see you, brother. Hope to see you in person soon. Hey, we got the Shearwater Diver of the Week on Scuba Radio next. Stay close. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Okay, so we have the Shearwater Diver of the Week on the line with us right now. It is brought to you by Shearwater, the Shearwater Peregrine. Embark on your adventure. His name is Tim, uh, Tim Inglis. He is the, uh, well, he's the electrics or electronics hardware engineer at Shearwater. And uh, just because he works there doesn't mean that's why he's the Shearwater Diver of the Week. It's just I've been talking to him during the commercial break, and he's like, it's fascinating. He has a great story. Like most of the employees there at Shearwater, they kind of start as divers, and then they find this uh, amazing computer company that makes dive computers and go, hey, I I could do something with this. Uh, They kind of make the things I love to dive with. And that's kind of what happened with you. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, that's exactly it. so, you know, it was when I was younger, I guess, uh, I started tech diving and my, my mom and my boss at the time teamed up to buy me this kind of expensive gift uh, for like birthday, Christmas combined. And it was a petrol one. Yeah. So uh, I felt, kind of fell in love with that. And uh, I had always, that was, that was when I was in school and university, uh, I had just taken up tech diving. And I, you know, kind of thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, who do I want to work for? What would, you know, what would be cool? And I totally dismissed it. The idea of coming and working for uh, working for Shearwater, um, because you know it seems kind of like a, a joke almost as a kid. Like, oh, yeah, it's like diving. That can't be a real job. Come on, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a <laughs> yeah. obscure company. 
Um, but so I'm, I'm from Ottawa, which is uh, out east in Canada, uh, nation's capital. Uh, and after university, um, well, I'll give you a bit of the background. So I learned to dive when I was 14, a long, long time ago, um, uh, because I had actually lost my leg to cancer. That's a whole other story. Right. I ended up uh, just looking for something to do, looking for something like new, new activities. And diving is an incredible activity for someone with a physical disability because uh, you're weightless, as you know. Yeah. The water, uh, and especially in Ontario, we get the St. Lawrence River, so there's a lot of drift diving, which means if you get dropped off upstream, uh, you know, picked up downstream, there's a lot of well, swimming. It's all buoyancy. So, um, yeah, I got into it as kind of a, well, what do I do now type thing. Uh, absolutely fell in love, and then eventually started teaching for uh, the foundation that had taught me to dive uh, because you know it was kind of like an opportunity. It's what the ball people do. They you know get in with their shop. You know they they hang out a lot. Eventually, it's like, hey, you want to do your dive master? Hey, you want to do your instructor? And you know you kind of find your way in. Um, yeah, and and just you know years later, I'm like, okay, well, what's the next adventure? What's the next adventure? Uh, and tech diving, especially cave diving, kind of like, oh yeah, maybe I could get into that. Um, and I think it was my boss convincing my mom, hey, this is a safety thing. He's got to have this awesome computer if he's going to, you know, if he's going to do this safely. That's right. Uh, got to make, the, make yeah, the proper exactly. pitch. <laughs> I like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's great. Dive gear is really easy to pitch to your parents because, uh, you know, it genuinely is a safety thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, good dive gear definitely makes you safer, definitely makes you a better diver. Um, so, you know, I got this computer and, you know, used it for, uh, for a couple of years, several years, um, and then ran off as m- many people do at that age after university. I ran off to Australia to teach, and I taught diving for a while there on the on the reef. And uh, that was time of my life. Uh, I left the shearwater at home because obviously I was convinced I would smash it, uh, <laughs> which I probably would have. And I dove uh, dove an old an old uh, like kind of ratty uh, computer right. uh, that I had and. You're like, this I, sucks. <laughs> Come on. I, I want to get a real <laughs> yeah, computer exactly. again, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I came, I came back and, you know, the mom calls and the mom, the mom calls and like, hey, so are you going to come back and do something with your life? Or <laughs> It's like, mom, I'm living and, uh, the life in Australia. Oh, what do you want from me? Is, this, this is the dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, so I, I, I got convinced by some friends uh, out here in, in BC. I don't know if you ever dove out here. Uh, I have in not. Vancouver or so the Pacific Northwest. We have so Jacques Cousteau came way back in the day, hmm. and he said that this was uh, one of the best places to dive in the world. In fact, he said it was next to the Red Sea. Not wow. in not in difficulty. It's difficult to dive here because yeah. of the conditions, but Cold. the quality of marine life. Yeah. Oh, it's freezing. Right. And I think. Yeah. Well, we, you got the orcas. You got all that. Well, the, the critters like that cold water stuff. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. Well, in the West Coast, always have the nutrients. Right. Um, so there's tons of nutrients. The north end of Vancouver Island, up where we are, is like Browning Pass, uh, you know, Discovery Passage. Uh, there, there's, uh, you know, some amazing, amazing dive, dive spots there. Highly, highly recommended for anyone who's looking for a, a cold water diving destination that's uh, really out of this world. Um, but anyway, so I, I'd, I'd been told about this, and I'd kind of seen pictures, and I had a couple of friends who'd moved out here uh, start sending me videos of, of uh you know, kind of come dive in BC. So I thought, well, I got to go back to Canada. I might as well go find a job in, uh, in Vancouver. Uh, and then it was like the luckiest thing in the world. I, I had bugged Shearwater, the people at the booth at Dima once going down there, um, uh, for cave diving. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I really want to work for you. And they said, they said kind of, 
yeah, yeah, we hire sometimes, you know, just keep an eye out one day, maybe. So that was not, wasn't really the lead I was looking for. I came back here and I swear the week I landed, the only posting for an electrical engineer I've ever seen them put out came out. So hmm. I just made it my mission, my mission to get this job. Uh, and yeah, I just fate, I guess. Uh, that, that, you know, it's an amazing story. You got so many, you know, levels to this, and we're going to dive a little deeper in the challenges that you've had in just a bit. But just getting back to what you do there at Shearwater as the electronics hardware engineer, do you take credit for having the interface being so user friendly and stuff like that? Go ahead, take credit. I, no one's going to call you on it. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the, the honest truth is it's a huge team effort, of course. Yeah. You know, we're not a huge company, but uh, we're super lucky. We have a ton of talented people uh, and really great collaboration. And that's, that's the amazing thing about having such a small, a small tight-knit group in the engineering department, especially. Right. Um, you know, we're all, we're all just really good at what we do. And I, I hope that I bring, uh, bring the diving passion into the boardroom, so to speak, um, to make sure that, you know, the things that I think are important to divers uh, make it in there. Yeah, well, it, it comes through on the Tarek and the Peregrine, all the line uh, of uh, Shearwater computers that you guys offer. Uh, they're they're very user-friendly, but very expandable from the sense that if you're a beginner diver, recreational only, they're perfect. Uh, you know, it, it could be as simple as just being able to read the screen, in my case, you know, because the, the numbers and everything are, are very bright and, uh, you know, they're in a proper position that you can easily read them. But if you want to go that extra mile and become like a tech diver, get into Trimix, rebreathers and all that kind of stuff, they'll kind of grow with you. You guys really cover all those uh, levels of the diver life, yeah. so to speak. You know what I mean? I, I think I think. There was a ton of value um, when Bruce, the founder of the company, started it. He put a, a, like an immense amount of emphasis on this thing has got to be dead simple uh, and from a technical perspective. Because he came from the world of extreme tech diving, right? Right. Uh, and saying there is, there's nothing on the table that, he, that, that is what we need. And the technology is there. You see it in cell phones. You see it in uh, you know other electronic devices, even like a microwave with a nice screen. You know, like it, It's out there. It just hasn't been put in this application and it's so so important because for the stuff he was doing these like multi-hundred foot you know truck lagoon crazy tech guys right it's it's just so important that you'd be able to look get the information you need and move on with what you're doing so i think it's so valuable that we came from that place because i think it's easier to go from <laughs> from a design perspective from the absolutely demanding extreme tech world you know and then pull it back because all we have to do is say you know, well, recreational divers don't need that. Recreational divers don't need this. So we can put, we have all the technical capabilities, and then we just have to pull things out. It's kind of like a Ferrari, except we make it cheaper, not more expensive. Right. <laughs> um, when we start pulling things out to make it make it more user-friendly, to make it even simpler. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it really all is. All the power is still there. Yeah, all the power, exactly. If you want to go deeper, you want to do more, uh, you know, technical type stuff. What, what about you, Tim? I mean, uh, you know, are you more on the technical side of uh, diving for yourself personally, or what kind of diving do you like to do? So I'm really, I've been told by people I should pick something and stick with it, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I, I kind of do a bit of everything. Um, so I was out teaching an open water class this weekend okay. um, because I still, I still do that from time to time. Uh, you know, I think it's really valuable both from, um, from a work perspective of staying in touch with, you know, what it's like to learn. Right. It's it, it, it's very difficult to remember what it was like not to know. 
because we all learn so much through this journey. And mm-hmm. we, you know, you get up to a level, you know, CCR, um, you know, hypoxic CCR diving, where there's like all these nuances and so much information. And all of the things that we learned a little earlier become just like, well, of course. Well, of course, everyone knows that. But that's really not the case. Um, when new divers start, they don't know any of it. They don't. So. All right. Look, Tim Inglis is our, uh, is our guest. He's a Shearwater Diver of the Week. we got more with him next. Stay close. Would you like to talk diving? Greg the Dive Master's all toweled down and ready to take your call now. Call Scuba Radio at 1-888-88-SCUBA. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving, flying, and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving, flying, and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy. And this is why I wanted to tell you about Nanook Professional Protective Cases. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. From their high-impact NK7 resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook cases generally cost less than similar products currently on the market. From an iPhone to a full set of dive gear, whatever you need to shield from the elements, Nanook Professional Protective Cases has the size, shape, and color for you. Go to Nanook.com. That's N-A-N-U-K.com for Nanook Professional Protective Cases. The evolution of protection. Hey, baby, what's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always, and I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today or stay a loser. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. We got to. Get down, get down. Got to. Got to. Got to. Get down, get down. Got to. Got to. Got to. Get down. Got to. Got to. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. I'm on with Tim Inglis. He is the hardware or electronics hardware engineer there at Shearwater Dive Computers. Uh, Impressive uh, gig, an impressive guy, by the way. We're going to get into some of the personal challenges he's had, but really just focusing on what he does as a diver. You're a dive instructor as we speak, so you're still teaching. 
and uh, and you get yep. out there. And is that what you're enjoying the most right now, or do you like to get out there and do some technical stuff too, or or like you said, a little bit of everything? A little everything. I can't wait to go cave diving again. I'll be honest. Uh, that's that's the thing that's been eating at me a little bit lately with the whole world situation. We've been kind of keeping close and and while there are some great caves here on vancouver island um more of a fair weather uh a warm water wuss is that what you're trying to say you're a warm water (laughs) wuss like me (laughs) i don't know about that i don't know about that it was it was eight degrees the other day when we were out we were out uh out here at white cliff white cliff is our local site and it's the go yeah it's the go-to it's a great spot uh here in vancouver we're super lucky we have uh have this really deep park nearby so within half an hour i can be at the park and in an hour, I'm underwater. Um, but it's great because it's got a great bay for, you know, learning cold learning cold water, open water in the hardest way possible. And right. then also, uh, um, uh, once you go around the corner, it drops off to like 500 feet. So it's great for tech training. Hmm. Uh, you know, we have these blast sponges. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, I have. Yep. We've uh, talked about those before. Yeah, but but you're talking about doing the caves there? There's caves there too? Or you mean coming to Florida and doing yeah. the caves down here? Well, well, both. So my cave diving experience has been mostly in um, uh, Florida and the Bahamas and a bit right. in Mexico. Okay. Uh, and that's that's kind of my, I mean, obviously, as any cave diver, I want to go to every cave in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones up here, you know, it's much more, oh, hey, I heard there was a hole in the ground in North Vancouver Island. Maybe we could go figure out if it goes somewhere. But wow. It's very much at the top level. I'm not quite at the exploration cave diver stage yet. Yeah. I just, uh, I just started off with well, started off. It's been a few years now, but you know, you, you take it slow. Um, but I've just been going with the rebreather stuff. I think I'll probably once I can get back to Florida, finish with the, the hypoxic uh, rebreather training, and then move over from open circuit cave diving to CCR cave diving. Okay, so yeah, so, you definitely are doing a little bit of everything, and uh, God knows uh, any challenges that you've had in your past have not held you back one bit. Now, we, we, you mentioned this kind of just in passing earlier, but you're missing a leg, right? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> weird because sometimes I forget, and a lot of people I, I, I know just kind of, oh, yeah, all right, great. Forget about that. It's just, you know, I think everyone's got uh, everyone's got their stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm actually super fortunate uh, because if it weren't for this, uh, I had cancer when I was a kid. That's how this happened, right? Right. Um, and if it weren't for that, like, you know, I'm fine now, and and, you know, thankfully, I, I recovered and everything's good. But if it weren't for all that, I would never have been introduced to diving. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this whole, this whole life that I've had. Um, so there's some challenges, but, you know, it's one of those situations where adversity really does breed opportunity. So, Love it. Yeah, I'm super, super lucky. Of, yeah. all, of all the things that really worked out. Well, um, it's inspiring. It's an inspiring story when people go through these things and, and you, you know, you think your life's over and that kind of stuff, whether it's, you know, I've had open heart surgery and we were talking about that earlier on the show today, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, your situation with cancer, but it didn't hold you back. And like you said, it ended up opening up another door that you didn't expect, but God knows, uh, nobody would have thought that in the beginning. Like, look, he's like teaching diving today. You know, and he's doing all these crazy dives. I mean, it's it's inspiring to people when they hear the story. Do you get a, get that a lot, Tim? I do, and and it, you know, it's I kind of love it and I hate it at the same time well, because although yeah. I, I'm always appreciative, of course, uh, but sometimes I'm, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, I'm running for the bus, right, um, figuratively or literally, yeah, and right. then someone on the street goes, "Way to go!" and it's like, "Oh, thank you, I'm late." You know, it's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot, I'm running." Like just be being a uh, 
being an active person, I think, is the key. And you know, just keep pushing and uh, take, yeah. you know, smile and smile and appreciate. Well, like I say, you should never be ashamed of, or, or not ashamed, but, you know, uh, shy away from it. Because it does. It inspires other people. You know, people that don't have as much of a challenge. And they're like, hey, what's your excuse? You know, And you can use that as a, a challenge to them. Like, hey, if I could do it, surely you could do it, too. That's how I look at it. It's been really cool because um, I will say that the whole field of adaptive diving, if uh, if people are looking for, you know, uh, something to do, it's it's a really... You know, it's an awesome opportunity, um, as I'm sure you know. You know, if you learn to dive, you can. I know people diving in their 80s. Um, it's one of those things you can kind of be a life, lifelong hobby, lifelong activity, and it's it's really amazing because you know you, you make you make adaptations to accommodate your physical abilities. Um, but you know, when back in you know university there, I, I was uh, working helping uh, paraplegics and quadriplegics get on electric wheelchairs go diving. Yeah, and the fact that like, you know. You know, forget about me. That's incredible, right? That these guys can do it, and it's just because diving is such a—it's such a forgiving sport. You know, it's right. It evens the playing field when you have a challenge, whether it's you know, you it know military vets and that have had issues, uh, yep. lost limbs, that kind of thing. You know, like it's dive hard, it's wounded warriors. They all there's so many different organizations Absolutely. that help out, make them realize that they can do a lot more than maybe they initially thought when something happened that kind of yep. messed things up for them for a while. So. It's one to the next, right? You see someone uh, even just experience it, try it, and it kind of opens their eyes to, oh, it's a whole bunch of things, not just diving, yeah. but a whole bunch of things I can do now. It's very inspiring to people that don't even have those challenges. I just love your story, Tim. It's amazing what you've done, and uh, and you're, you're just paying it forward, it sounds like to me, with all the instruction that you do and, and the life you're living. So uh, hats off to you, and uh, you get to be the Shearwater Diver of the Week. Do they give you like a hat or something there at the office maybe for a week oh, or I'm something? Gonna, I'm going to demand a hat. Heck yeah, buddy. <laughs> Hit them up hard. But it's good stuff. Tim, thank you for being on Scuba Radio. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, that'll do it for this week. Till next time, remember it is always better down where it's wet. Safe diving, everyone. I be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go! The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com.